tactics. And with that being said, let's talk about tactics, scare tactics. Now, the element of illusion can become as real to some of us as our religion. I'm talking about when sick freedom war can become as real as St. Peter and Paul. You did what I'm saying? You did what I'm saying. That being said, you got to know that a tactic is something that's planned out. The enemy had to plan that thing out in order to take you off your game and stifle you. Great day, one and all. This is none other than your brother, XL Wilbur, reporting to you live from your side. And if you decide not to oblige, well, that means you choose the blues. You're probably somewhere seeing red with your hands on your head instead. Yet, with that being said, I still welcome you all to something I like to call Scare Tactics. Now, first, I want to be the most humble of hosts, give my utmost gratitude for you taking your little bit of time out of the day to rock with me here on my first episode of Scare Tactics. That is correct. You are a part of history. This is the inaugural episode of the Scare Tactics podcast. Those of you who may not be abreast to the XL Wilbur community, I, of course, am XL Wilbur. I am an inspirational slash motivational speaker, teacher, coach, mentor, real life army soldier, sergeant, family man. SME, which is a subject matter expert in optimism, as well as a Rhodes Scholar in narcissism. Now I know that those last two were a contrast of sorts, yet the combination of the two is equivalent to a degree in psychology. And no, I did not get that piece of paper to say that I sat in the classroom for four years, yet the tools and application I'm going to put into your rucksack through these airwaves will be enough to put you back in the driver's seat of your very own life. That's what we're about here, overcoming. And to explain the name of the show, for my true crime podcast genre lovers who thought this may be a Halloween special or something like that, there will be no campfire storytelling around here, though some of the subject matter will shake us up a little bit. Scare tactics is a reverse psychology type of thing where we're dealing on this show with the fears, the things that hinder, the things that put up the brick walls, the fog screens, and the smoke screens, the things that try to stop, stagnate, and shake us up from moving forward in life. We see those things, we deal with those things, and we give you applications to overcome it here on this show. A lot of fluff is happening when it comes to these motivational speakers and things like that. They give you a lot of fluff but no application to deal with the problem. Here we pinpoint the problem and we give you application in ways that you can exercise and how to overcome those things so you can move forward. That's the sole mission, is to let you know that the things you long for, the goals you long for, the life you long for is a shorter distance than you could ever imagine, right here. And we're overcoming right here on this show. Today, we're going to deal with guilt and how to overcome guilt. So, I consider myself a man of etymology. And etymology being the origin of words, the word in which guilt comes from has a meaning of feeling as if you failed in duty. You failed from your task, which goes inside with us feeling one way or another when it comes to guilt. We feel like we have not met a goal that we've set for ourselves, or we feel like we have fell short of the expectations of others. And one question out of two that we always ask ourselves, we ask ourselves one of the two questions, what could I have done, or what am I really guilty for? Why do I feel guilty? That's one way to overcome it, is asking yourself, why do you feel guilty? Asking what could I have done can also help you overcome it. Stick with me and I'm gonna take you some places. The inspiration behind the subject and 
in its entirety is within the last few weeks, I lost a 19 year old cousin. And as much life as I used to speak into him and the youth that were around me back when I lived in Tennessee, I can only ask myself, what could I have done? I was here with that survivor's guilt of what could I have done to stop him or what could I have done to said or done to change the path of life he was going on so he didn't get taken out the way he was taken out. And that's the type of stuff we have to deal with. Even if it's not a loss of life, that survivor's guilt can hit us because we can witness a loved one losing livelihood and feeling as if we're the bad person. Why ain't it happening to me? I wish it would have never happened to them. It should have been me. That's where that guilt comes in. And we ask ourselves, what could we have done? So let's talk about overcoming it. What are we guilty for? And if we've offended somebody, this really makes a difference because we have to ask, does that person even feel the same way anymore? Are they still carrying that burden? Because I am. And that's exactly how I dealt with it firsthand. Feel like somebody else has had feelings about it and was still carrying the grudge when they had forgotten about it completely. And I was still carrying it around. They going on with their life. And that's one of those things you have to think about when it comes to what am I guilty for? Because if they don't even believe you're guilty anymore, why do you still carry it? And then you go into the next one where we said, what could we have done? A way to overcome that feeling is to do it now. Because if you understand that purpose can put us in a place to finish a legacy of a loved one that may be deceased or disabled to continue a mission, then you will understand that doing it now is the only way you can overcome and see a better light or a brighter light or a better day behind that what could I have done question. That's the only way you'll get an answer is to do it now. Another way to do it is to apologize if necessary. But don't make excuses. Admit your offense and stay true to the guilt. Don't let it overcome you, but use the, the no excuse technique. It's okay to outline if you have a little bit to say, but don't script it. Stay genuine yet organized. And remember, at the end of the day, when it comes to the apologies, it's not for them to forgive you, but for you to forgive yourself. Do a good deed for someone else. Volunteer. If you feel like you got to forgive yourself in a certain way, if you feel like forgiving yourself is really the start, do a good deed for somebody without expecting anything in return. That's how you really get your mind out of that place and your, your spirit out of that place of I'm a bad natured person. My thoughts are bad. My actions are bad. Because what bad action can you do when you're doing for someone else without expecting anything for them in return? Truthfully, think about that. Another way to do it is to write it out. Writing therapy, literary therapy. Write songs, poems, journals, stories. Write a story and write it the way you wish it would have gone. Write it in a way you wish it could be rectified. If it hadn't been rectified by then. Now I've been in a place where I know this therapy works even though I was so judgmental of it beforehand. I had somebody that I was involved with and their thing was they like to write down their apologies if they were wrong for something. Me, I'm direct. I'm gonna come straight at you. I've been like that. I'm still like that. Yet still, I was like, man, that's so weak. Writing down apologies. I'm coming at you directly. And I would give them 
all kinds of ruckus and all kind of hell for that. Yet still, I was doing it, just unconsciously doing it by writing songs about things I went through. I can't tell you how many conversations I have with my kids about things that have happened in my past. And I'm like, yeah, I actually wrote a song about it. I was doing it too. It's just that when we're conscious that we're writing out something that gets, up, gets that guilt trip off of us, it's, it's liberating because we know that's what we're doing it for. And someone asked the question, XL, why would you want me to relive it when I'm already feeling super guilty and downtrodden about it? It's because we get engulfed so much with the consequences behind the trial that we miss learning nuggets in the details. We can learn things about ourselves and about the victim. In the heat of the moment, we ain't, we're not seeing everything. But after all the smoke clears and it's settled, if you write that thing out, you'll catch some details because everything's going so fast. It's not gonna come with you talking in your head or talking to yourself walking around the park and to the point they call the police on you. It's gonna to be to the point where you have to write it out and you get them details and you start to really iron out your feelings, you're gonna learn so much more about the situation. Like I say, we get overcome with the consequences and miss the learning nuggets, the lessons learned. And we're gonna get with the lessons learned here in a second. And another way, some may not subscribe to, yet many have and have to great avail is adopting a spiritual practice or rekindling a previous one. Because in these types of situations where the tension is thick and it's tight and nobody's speaking type thing, it could, that guilt that we're on the, the, the distributing end of the trauma, it can rip us away from a spiritual practice that we were quite devout to prior to the situation happening. So to rekindle that, either through yoga, through meditation, through prayer, and one that I actually experienced was nature. And I did a phase in my life where I didn't go into a church building. Even though I grew up in a church, I didn't go into a church building on Sundays. I would go out into the world and absorb nature. And I would call it church by observation. I would go to like a beach. I would go to a park. I would go somewhere and things would be revealed to me. Now, some people may subscribe and say he's loony as all get out. Them people and tree huggers, all that. No, it's because I experienced it. I was going through that phase and I could, I, I seen it work. So that's one way that I will not discount as a way of overcoming your guilt. Just, just absorbing what's really around you. And guilt is like a box. And the only other time I really felt that that um, the grass is greener when you look up type thing is when I got off social media the first time. I got off of it just to get away from it for a second. And I ended up, I ended up staying off of it for three years. The world was so much bigger once I got out of that box. And the same thing could happen if you just adopt a certain spiritual practice that fits your values, your beliefs, and the, the, the method you're trying to go to to get to where you're trying to go. It's a release. And you get to realize there's so much more around you as opposed to what you're seeing right in front of you. Because right now you're living in a, a, a box of guilt. And it's not healthy. And with the spiritual practice, 
Some people feel like, why do you have to reach outside of yourself for something that you have inside you already? I get what you're saying with that. I respect your opinion. Yet we have to realize no one is perfect. You can say practice makes perfect all day long until you find me somebody that still got to practice even though you think they perfect. And I'm going to give it to you exclusively right here. XL Wilbur said it on the first episode of Scare Tactics. Practice makes practice. We only strive for perfection. Plain as that. We're always going to need help from outside. We have a lot in us that we don't tap into, yet we don't live on this earth alone. So we go into a place where there's lessons learned, yet the lessons aren't just learned, hopefully they're applied. And when they're applied, we, we have to consider reasons for the fault to begin with. If we miss somebody's important day or an important event because we were doing something else, we can adjust or set schedules to not miss important events again. Because obviously we may have felt our priorities were in the right place, but that person cares enough about us to be offended that we didn't make it to where they needed us to be. We might have been that moral support that they needed to get through that because they were, and you have to do something else. You have to mind your words and consider other people's triggers and past when you casually speaking or when you doing certain stuff. Because to use the example of like a birthday party missed, you have to be very considerate because you don't know if that, if you're close enough to that person, you would know if they lost a parent on their last birthday. The last birthday they had, their parents, both of their parents was there. Now they only got one and one can't make it. So you're the closest thing to family they might have. But you get so caught up in yourself, it's understandable because we have to take care of self first. Yet and still, if that is the person you care about, that's where the guilt came in. You would start to feel guilty for that because they felt like they were alone. So you have to consider people's past, their triggers, when you're casually speaking, your etiquette, and you're hanging out, you're thinking you're all cool and collective and everything, but you still can watch what you have to say around certain people that you care about because you don't need them feeling worse. You don't need them feeling in a bad way. So you take the lessons learned and you apply them. Now, another way, and this is going to be the last one that I give you, is basically outside sources. Now, I'm an overcomer. You're an overcomer. We just got to start peeling them layers back a little bit more. But when it comes to needing help from an outside source and your, your guilt is so heavy or your episode is so traumatic that it's nothing that's going to shake it, get professional help. Go to a therapist. Get with a mental health specialist. Seek some sort of therapy that's going to help you break out of that shell. Now, sometimes all it takes is for us to be able to have somebody to talk to, yet still a lot of things are so embarrassing and they're so we're so bent up with guilt that we can't talk to the people closest to us. We can operate just fine, but we can't talk about it to the people closest to us, so therefore we need a third party to get that off of us, or else we're going to wear that with us forever. And eventually, you keep it inside you, it's going to burst you in from the inside. You're going to combust. So don't be afraid and don't feel ashamed that you might have to do some third-party mental health specialist type treatment or therapy type treatment. Because I'm going to leave you with this. 
You will never get the answer if you don't ask the question. That's, that was for free. I, I, that, you can have that. That's you. You will never get the answer if you don't ask the question. Don't feel ashamed about getting professional help if it comes down to it. We're overcoming here. And any tips we can do to overcome it, make sure that we make it happen. So, those of us who may believe in a higher power, which I do, we, I, this is for you. I'm just pretty much saying God is not pointing the finger. Because when it comes to guilt, we feel like we fell from grace. And in my own situation, I had to think about it. I'm like, God is like, what are you waiting on? And if we believe in God, God's word basically says, I don't tempt, but I allow you to be tested. So in that, hmm, God is not the one that's tempting or the one doing the testing. Now, some of you may not believe in God and the devil and all that stuff, but yet and still, you have to realize that without evil, we wouldn't know what good is, so there has to be a dichotomy. Yet and still, we're embedded with power already to overcome this thing. And we can't stay in guilt because God's words also says, I won't put more on you than you can bear. So why would the one, the being that put us in the test and tempted us with whatever and waited on us give us more than what we could handle if we didn't already have it inside us to overcome it? It's a spiritual war. We're just vessels in it. And that just leads me to the closing remark I want to leave y'all with here today. Guilt in any shape, form, or fashion is not a fall from grace, but a call to action. We got to move on it. We can't let it keep us down. We can't let it keep us in the same spot. This show has been filled with ways to overcome it. Feel free to comment on ways you have dealt with it, ways you know others have dealt with guilt. Share your story. This is a community of trust. No one's gonna be here to point the finger. I just told you God ain't pointing the finger, so why would I point the finger at you? I, ain't gotta, I don't have a reason to. I'm just here to help in better the lives of myself and everyone around me. And you are now around me. You are part of the XL Wilbur community and I'm grateful for it. So take that. Guilt is not a fall from grace, but a call to action. So with that being said, I wanna thank you all for sticking with me, rocking with me for like the last 20 minutes. Share this with somebody, share the podcast. I will be here every Thursday, sharing this light, giving out this hope. Check me out on YouTube and Facebook. I hadn't opened up my Instagram again yet. I told you I took a couple month break to build a brand. So we're building the brand. I'm looking to see how to best monopolize off of Instagram before I open it back up. It's the, that's the discipline, I'm trying to get it right. <laughs> and that's what we're doing. So Facebook, YouTube, XL Wilbur, which is X-E-L space W-I-L-B-U-R. That's me. I'll be there. You ain't got no choice but to see me. <laughs> and I have like the Blessing and Armor video series coming up. I got the bless uh the the gym trails. Gym trails is the other video series coming up. I got a couple other things. I'm gonna make sure y'all are abreast of them. And like I say, every Thursday, you're gonna have a Scare Tactics podcast. We're gonna be dealing with what scares us and we're gonna give life application and tools to do what? Spook the boo. With that being said, blessings and all. Check y'all on the next one. Thank you once again. Let's spook the boo. But we gotta know that it's an illusion. Sometimes we look too deep into things that ain't even there.
taken together if they wouldn't steal the youth.